It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on this edition of Locked On Wizards. We discuss the Wizards' loss to the Sixers before Marcus Matthews, head of social media for the Undefeated, returns to the show to discuss the NBA restart and playoff prediction. Listen to it all here on Locked On Wizards. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Wizards. I'm your host, Renee Washington, and today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com, an amazing selection with reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need. We saw on Wednesday the Sixers defeated the Wizards, handing them their fourth straight loss as they remain winless in the NBA restart. Post-game, head coach Scott Brooks said, quote, we're not losing, we're just learning how to win. The Wizards are definitely taking their lumps here in the bubble as they are Figuring some things out, looking at the game specifically, the Sixers were led by Joel Embiid's 30 points, 11 rebounds, and Josh Richardson chipped in with 15 points. Tobias Harris finished with 17.6 rebounds, and Ben Simmons left the game early. And bad news for the Philadelphia 76ers Thursday, as news broke, Ben Simmons did suffer a partially dislocated left kneecap. Ouch. As for the Wizards, they were led by 17 points, eight rebounds from Troy Brown Jr., Jerome Robinson off the bench, one of the leading scorers. Him and Thomas Bryant finished with 19 points. Thomas Bryant yet again with a double-double, 19 points, 10 rebounds. As we saw, four players for the Wizards finish in double digits. Ishmith the fourth with 12 points on the game, five rebounds and six assists. And for the Wizards, we'll get into more on their loss to the Sixers as they're continuing to be challenged in the restart. As we knew, it was not going to be an easy eight games for them. We're seeing the young players, specifically Troy Brown Jr., Thomas Bryant, Jerome Robinson off the bench, Rui Hachimura, who only finished with eight points, eight rebounds in the game. But we're still seeing a lot of growth for all of these young Wizards players, getting experience, getting minutes. And we'll discuss more around the team in our Friday edition of Locked on Wizards with some interviews and updates from the team. So now joining us on Locked on Wizards yet again, we've got Marcus Matthews back on the show, head of social for the undefeated as we get into the NBA playoffs and the NBA restart as a whole with some predictions moving forward for the postseason. Marcus, welcome back to the show. Yeah, thank you. So I'm curious to know your thoughts, even as the NBA restart has had this schedule where they play every other day, every team has one back-to-back throughout the restart. Some teams like the Lakers, like the Bucks on the East, already have locked up their playoff spot, don't have to really worry about playing right now to win, in a sense. They really can just go out there and just play and work on things. It's kind of like a scrimmage period for them still. Get guys minutes, right. you know, rest your players like LeBron and, and making sure that they're healthy coming into the playoffs. Hate to use that word load management, but it's it's a different <laughs> kind of load management. Right. Um, it's a little different than load management. It's more just being smart. How do you think this will affect players in the long run? This every other day playing, and also something that actually I've been I've been following is the fact that if a player has any sort of inconclusive positive test for COVID or any result that's not a negative, they could sit out twenty four hours. And now as we're getting into the playoffs, what do you think about long-term how this is going to affect players, if at all, having games so close together, 
especially for those teams that are, you know, trying to get into the playoffs or even just trying to get a higher seed for the playoffs? I don't know, man. I, I think, um, you know, the, the, the wear and tear is not that big um, of a concern to me right now. Um, because because you had such a huge time off. So you had mm-hmm. – so say – I think the, the, the season was paused in the middle of March, and then it just picked up, like, what, two weeks ago. So it's like basically that was, like, the off season. So right. it's like now we're kind of getting back into, like, the first part of the season, how it would be on a regular basis just a couple months earlier. So, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, these guys are professional athletes. So, I mean, I think for the most part, a lot of these guys were, you know – if not hooping every day, but still keeping themselves in shape, um, you know, wor- working out in like small groups and stuff like that. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of players, um, you know, kind of, kind of just picked up where they kind of left off. Now I would be more concerned if we had players who had injuries coming into it or, you know, or it's like, you know, early in the season we're, we're recovering from certain injuries and then just kind of getting back into the ground and really forcing it. Um, like, you know, teams, say, like, Indiana with, like, Oladipo trying to come back and, and, and fit in. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's like you don't want to go too hard, but it's like, A, a you want to help your team. And, like, in his, in his instance, you know, he's about – I think he's he's is he, he he's either going to be a free agent or going up into, um, like, his, his free agent year. So he has to show, like, a lot of people, like, he, he's healthy. He still can, you know, drop buckets in a, at an all-star level where he left off. And so, like, a lot of people, it's different motivations, you know, why, you know, they, they decide to come back. And, like, I think, like, that that every other day is, is really – I mean, especially, like, once we get into intense playoff basketball when – because you haven't really seen a lot of defense played, you know, no. in these games so far. But, you know, once playoffs start and, and, they, and these matches become a lot more half-court oriented, um, you, you see, like, a lot of grind. And then it's, like, it scares me every time AD hits the floor because you know his – his history with yes injuries. every um, single time I'm, yeah, I'm and, like holding my breath <laughs> right and he plays so hard um but I mean it's like I, I I try not to think about like this what you know like what if may happen um but I think it all it, it all depends on like you know how you manage the minutes I think because like in the Lakers instance that they can kind of rest a little bit now and not have to worry about um really like you know full throttle you know to the end of the season I think one thing though for the Lakers is really going to be how that HC shakes out because with um Jaron Jackson now being ruled out for the rest of the season with um, that meniscus tear he had in his knee from mm-hmm. last night that that's going to be I mean that may make the the um the Grizzlies fall back you know out of that HC and may allow Portland or or the Pelicans to jump up into the eighth seed, and those are going to be. I, I think the Lakers can beat those guys, but the, but think about like the Lakers facing the Grizzlies, which would, which more than likely would have probably been like a four four game or a five game gentleman sweep. So now you play, you end up having to play the the Trailblazers, uh, who was a tough matchup, or the Pelicans, and that may end up going like five, maybe six games, and that then that and that's the first round. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, I think it, it's, it's, it just depends on how stuff shakes out and matchups. Um, but I think, for, I think from the COVID standpoint, I think, I think we're pretty good. I think the NBA, you know, out of everyone has really showed the best way to handle this situation. I mean, of course you can't, you can't do this for, for a full season, but right. the way they have it structured now, and I mean, there's no way they can do this for next season. And I, and I think, you know, like it came out today that they said there's no way they would be able to do it for next season, but 
the way it is now how everyone is so isolated and how you know everyone's going to test every day but you're not really having interaction with anyone outside the bubble i think we're pretty much good you know from a standpoint of any covid scares yeah but, you know, I, it's like you really are you know i mean i i, I know you i know you i mean it, it's going to be inevitable you're going to see like a a serious injury because just like just how hard these guys are going in a short period um just like um uh, Isaacs from Orlando who who blew mm-hmm. his knee out um a couple nights ago and he basically was had a knee injury earlier in the season and was kind of rehabbing and coming back and decided to come back and play in the bubble and then you see what happened with that so hopefully we won't get into any of those type of situations but you know it's kind of like a hold your breath sort of stance yeah that that's a great point once the news came out around the league moving their testing rules to if you have an inconclusive test you only set out 24 hours instead of 48 hours I still don't feel as though it would affect anybody now the only question mark could come around when players are allowed to have their families come into the bubble but seeing how the NBA has so far done a great job with everything that's entered the bubble from people to even packages I don't imagine that they're going to slip up in that area too and that anybody that comes in they're going to be properly quarantined and transitioned properly into the bubble just like they did with all of the players but as you mentioned with injuries that is my biggest question mark we've seen a lot of rolled ankles you know we've seen Zion stepped out of his shoe you know James Harden rolled his ankle um Drew Holiday had a scary fall there's been a, a number of really scary plays and as you mentioned even injuries already that we've been seeing and that has also actually been my biggest concern for the the return as a whole is just having four and a half months off is an off season and to come right. back and yeah. jump right into playing yeah. eight games and three scrimmages is really not enough of a full preseason. You know, for some teams, they, they need to win these eight games. You know, the Lakers, right. the Bucks, yeah. they're fortunate. They can kind of still use this time as a preseason for some. It is they're They're right back into it. You have to play hard. You have to win. So being right. forced to just jump back in so quickly at a high level does leave room for injury and, and, and put you at a higher risk. And now playing every other day only increases that chance. And that's across all sports, the WNBA, the NBA. That's honestly one of my biggest concerns for athletes as a whole as they're returning back is just can they safely do it? And, goodness, I hope we don't see anything. But there's definitely been some plays that I've been, like, <gasps> holding my breath. Yeah, like, exactly. oh, boy, please exactly. get up. Please get up. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and I think, like, like you said, I think, like, once we get into the playoffs and the intensity kind of is, is, is wretched it up, is that you know that's when you're really going to really have the injuries and then you know like uh, normally in the playoffs it's like it's because of like how you know for tv and all like that and travel it's really like spaced out a little bit so like if you do have an injury to a key player you may have a day or two you know sometimes three in certain situations to kind of like rest and be able to come back for the next game whereas like in in this in this setup for NBA or WNBA, like if a player goes down, like you probably won't have that player for the next game. Exactly. There's no time to rest, which now forces you to either have them rush back too soon or miss a game. And that is the biggest concern. There's no room to get sick. There's no room to get injured. You know, if your team has momentum, you miss a game, you're injured, you're a top player, you miss that game. That could change the whole and swing the entire momentum of the series. So coming up, we'll get into more around the NBA restart with Marcus right here on Locked on Wizards. Who says car repairs have to be expensive for quality? Well, for over 20 years, rockauto.com has been the place to get 
everything done from brake parts to tail lamps to even new carpets. And regardless if you're a professional or a do-it-yourselfer, it's easy, convenient, and best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. It's a family business that puts your family first. We're still in the midst of a pandemic dealing with COVID-19, everyone. So why spend twice as much for the same parts when you can save money for you and your family? Shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers for countless makes and models. And one of the best parts about it, whether you're on your phone or your computer, you have quick service right at your fingertips. So go head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we at Locked On Wizards sent you. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Marcus Matthews, head of social for the undefeated, joining me for the second day here on Locked On Wizards. Let's get right back into it. Taking a look at the playoffs as a whole, one of the best things that I love about this year is the fact that we really, even now seeing teams return to the NBA restart, it only validates what we've all been saying, that there are so many teams that can win a championship. It's not as easy in the pa- as it was in the past where you can say, okay, this team is the, the Golden State Warriors are definitely going to win it all unless LeBron is able to work a miracle and lead his team to knock them off. No, this year there are some serious contenders to win the championship. But even taking a step back, there are a, l- a lot of contenders that can still make those final spots in their, in their conference. You know, for the East, we have six teams that have clinched, the Sixers being at the number six spot. For the West, we've got seven teams that have clinched with the Mavs being at number seven. And looking at those teams on the outside looking in, you know, as you mentioned, could be the Grizzlies, could be the Trailblazers, could be the Pelicans. It is just exciting to see all these teams fighting for a playoff spot and just how competitive each game has been. So I just want to ask you, what have you, what has been one of the most exciting parts or takeaways from the NBA restart so far as we've seen the first couple days play out and watching just basketball bat is back. Watching the NBA return and, you know, has it exceeded expectations or surprised you in any way and how we've seen the games play out so far? I mean, the, the NBA restart has just been just like a breath of fresh air, you know, for for someone that's like so used to just like being just like just engulfed by sports all the time. And it's it's, it's like I was talking to somebody um, two days ago and it was like every day it's like when March Madness comes around for like the first weekend. And it's like hoops from like from like noon to like midnight or or later sometimes, and it's just it's just it's it's, it's a great feeling. Um, and then like all the games, I mean, I think outside of like maybe one or two of the contests have been blowouts. All these games have been very competitive and have really gone down to the wire. And I mean, like I said, it's like I don't, I know a lot of defense hasn't been played, but it, a lot of like high quality offensive basketball. Has gone has gone on, and I mean, I know everyone is like, you know, it's like all the AAU jokes and so forth and so on. But I, I've been I've been thoroughly entertained. I pretty much have watched the majority of all the games that have been on. 
um, so far. And I mean, if you're a hoop fan, I mean, it's just like you're like a kid in candy store. Oh yeah, it absolutely gives the March Madness feel to it. Just and and just the excitement. I know the AAU and and even the college comparison has been made several times, but. One of the best things about it is it really takes the game back to the basics. This is what right. is so incredible about basketball. You know, there's there's no there are no fans, there's no extra any anything extra is just what we all enjoy the most. Two teams going at it head to head on the floor. The virtual fans have been interesting, don't get me wrong. The virtual audio is interesting. <laughs> it's been interesting, um, interesting is a nice word. <laughs> yeah, interesting. You know, I actually keep finding myself forgetting that there are no fans because when I'm watching a game on TV anyways, you know, the crowd is just is just there. Like, I'm not looking at the crowd specifically. You're looking at what's going on on the floor. So I honestly keep right. finding myself forgetting that, oh, shoot, there's no fans. And so have you, noticed, <laughs> have you noticed the, the fake crowd noise that they pumped in there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I, I mean, you, that's... Are you thrown off by it or you, are you, are you, you're good with it? I actually don't mind it because especially when they play, like, the defense and chant and, right. and, and the, like, cliche arena sounds, it just, like, right. feels real. When they have the fake audio of, like, the, the fans cheering, that's a little different. But it's, it sounds – if you're not looking at the fans, it doesn't feel like they're fake fans to me. Right. So, so like, I got – like, after the first day or two, I got pretty much used to it. And it's, like, right. me, I'm a big, like, 2K player. And it's yes. just, like it, – it's no it's a, to me, it's really no big difference than when you're playing 2K and the crowd sounds and then what we're looking at on TV. The only thing that was throwing me off, like, the first, like, day or two – was like the it seemed like the the virtual fans were like a little off so so it seemed like they were like delayed some way so but now it seems like a little more in tune with what's going on so maybe they had to tweak it or whatever like that but i mean i i haven't been you know that thrown off of it but it's like yeah it's like you 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 you're more locked into like the action on the floor and like the you know how the zoomed in look of the cameras don't even like you're not even really focused on the crowd so after a while i used to get there there's no crowd even there for real I'm not going to lie at first, because it, it was the same thing with soccer, too, when I was watching soccer. I felt like I was watching, I was playing FIFA. And basketball definitely gives me 2K vibes at first. Now, the thing yeah. that has helped is now that games have started, it's ramped up the intensity of the games. So it doesn't, like, it felt kind of like summer league, 2K, like, it didn't feel real. But now that games have amped up and, and it's official, it feels, it doesn't, like, I don't notice the, the fake crowd anymore now of course every time they zoom in on it and they you know they have to get their money's worth they're trying to show people you know if you're in the fake crowd we're going to show you and seeing how people are so excited to be still on camera even though it's a virtual you're on camera on camera if that makes sense that part is like oh yeah that's right there are fake fans here but other than that when they're zoomed in on the court i honestly at this point don't even notice it and i agree i feel like they tweaked it because there were times where Someone would score, and then it'd be like, pause, pause, cheering. Like, it'd be a little delayed that you were like, oh, that's not real. That's clearly not real. But now, the chants, the music, all that is is spot on. But I do want to ask you and get your take on this. Putting you on the spot a little bit in the hot seat. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. We'll start with the Eastern Conference, because it may be easier, since there's three teams fighting for two spots. And by three, I mean... The Wizards, Magic, and Nets. Now we're unlocked on Wizards, so we got to talk about the Wizards too. Did you, really, did, you really, did you really just mention the Wizards' names? We are unlocked on Wizards. We have to talk about the Wizards. Okay, okay, respect, respect. Yes. Okay, so do you see? Let me backtrack. Do you see the Wizards getting a win in the remainder of their games? Uh, 
I mean, I would expect for them to at least get one win before before leaving Orlando. I think because like what they're zero and three in exhibition, and now they've been zero and three so far. Uh, they lost all their games um, when they counted, so they have five more left. So I I would imagine at least in in one of those five <laughs> chances, maybe the last game, which may not mean anything to whoever whoever else they get up there that to play the last game, they'll get one. But I, I, I'm gonna go ahead and say I will put my money on them at least getting one, one win out of. Right, right. They play the Sixers Wednesday, then they play the Pelicans, Thunder, Bucks, and then finishing up with the Celtics. The, it's a it's a tough schedule for sure. But as you mentioned, if they're playing a team like the Bucks, they the play Bucks, the second yeah. to last game. Yeah. The Celtics they play in that final game. It might honestly not a throwaway game, but that team might just be working on things like we've seen the Bucks even when they played the Nets. The Bucks didn't really play Giannis and, and Chris Middleton as much. Right. You know, you're seeing teams that have clinched – those two teams that have clinched a spot with the Bucks and the Lakers kind of take their foot off the gas in a sense just to work on things. They're still out there right. playing hard, don't get me wrong, but it's a different yeah. focus. Okay. I say Bucks or, Celt- Bucks or Celtics, they'll get the they'll get win. Okay, okay. I could definitely see that. So then do you see Nets at number seven, Magic at number eight? I don't know if it even matters either way who's seven versus who eight, who's eight. I mean, well, I mean, the Nets, well, they have like a half-game lead over the Magic right now. Uh, I, I don't, have they played yet? I think they they play, they play in the bowl They yet? played the very first uh, – was that the first game they played each other? Magic Nets, yes. I couldn't remember if it was the first or second. Yes, they played each other Friday, and then the Nets beat the Wizards on Sunday. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so I, mean, I, I don't – I mean, I don't think if, if one of them finishes seven, I don't think it really makes a difference. I think, I think Milwaukee will be just fine playing um, – the magic as they would the the nets. I don't think that you know either one of those pose uh, much of a threat, you know, to the Bucks or or the Raptors, you know, at at number two. So I, I really I, they could they could swap back and forth. <laughs> they they still probably going home four zero swept. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. Well, then the real question. That's why I started off with the East to transition in and give you some time to think because we're going to get into okay. the West, of course. Coming up, six teams fighting for one spot. Who clinches the number eight seed in the Western Conference? The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Marcus Matthews, head of social for the undefeated, joining me here on Locked On Wizards to discuss his predictions for the final team to clinch a playoff spot in the West. Seven teams have clinched, with the Lakers being at number one, Clippers, Nuggets right now, Clippers, Nuggets, Rockets, Jazz, Thunder, and Mavs have clinched the next spots. And then we have competing for that number eight spot or even a playing game. There still could be a playing game. game. (laughs) I guarantee you it's going to be a playing game. There has to, there's absolutely going to be a playing game, but especially with, you have the Grizzlies, Trailblazers, Spurs, Pelicans right there, and even, and the Suns, of course, that are all trying to get that final spot in five teams competing for one spot. Who, who's going to get it? If I had to put my money on it, I would say Portland. I would say Portland. Dame Dollar? Dame Dollar, Dollar, Mellow. 
and CJ. I, I think, yeah. I think, Hoodie Mello yeah, and Dave Dollar. I, I, I think they will they will squeeze into that eight slot. Because okay. even so. if a playing game, even if the if the Grizzlies kind of fell out of even being able to play and be be eligible for the playing game, I would I would say the Pelicans would probably be in it over the Spurs. And if I if I if I had the Blazers and the Pelicans, I'm going Blazers. You know, easy easy with that one. Oh, yeah. easy. Okay, I will say that one thing that I you you can't count out Damian Lillard. Right. You know, if he's if he's played for a, a playoff spot, and he's going up against a a younger Pelicans team, a younger John Morant and the right. Grizzlies, you know, I'm I'm I think in that moment that's where his experience really comes into play. And we've seen him in clutch moments, right. of course, and how he steps up. I could see that. I could absolutely see that. You know, it's it's great to see Pop and the Spurs still in the conversation. You know, I know a lot of people um, kind of not sleep on the Spurs, but they're a team that you forget about right. at times. And they're always yeah. right there. You know, DeMar DeRozan, Pop, he, he always finds a way whoever's on his team to to get them into the spot where they're always competing for a playoff if, spot. If they had LaMarcus Eldridge in the bubble, I would I would say they probably right. might be more of a threat. But without him, I think, you know, they, they, they'll fall short. Yes, yes. I, I tend to agree with you there that I do think the out of that group from top to bottom, when you're talking playoffs, when you're talking about a play-in game, the Trailblazers. I will say though, I hope there is a play-in game. There's got to be one, but I'm, I'm hoping for one. Playing game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping definitely. for one. Let's keep there's this excitement going. Let's keep it going. <laughs> you can guarantee that. <laughs> Get your popcorn ready for that because it's, it's coming. Yes. Yes. So one of the things that I've definitely enjoyed around the game so far is just the fact that we're seeing so many teams how they're returning. You know, players, how they're returning. Some players like TJ Warren for the Pacers or, um, you know, Fred Van Fleet just had an incredible game for the Raptors. We're seeing players have these breakout games where they are really showing, okay, they've been working through this offseason. As of now, as of this moment that we're having this conversation, if there was an award for MVP, and I might have just spoiled it and gave you the answer. If there was an award for MVP right now for the bubble, we're just looking at the bubble. Who's who's your player or top two players that you think have really shown out so far? In the I mean, restart? you got to go T.J. Warren as as, as I mean, I knew it's, it. it's just I mean, <laughs> what he's done, you know, the last two games. I mean, for you know, for someone that no one really was counting on him, like really adding to what the Pacers can do, and he just he's just been killing. Uh, I think also Michael Porter Jr. for Denver has been like lighting it up. He's come Ooh. he's coming out that career high game. He had in that, in that overtime win. Um, so I mean, I, yeah. So I mean, I, I mean, I, I would say TJ Warren. If I had, to, if I had to pick a second or runner up, I would say uh, Michael Porter Jr. Um, and yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go. And, I, and then I, I say, I, I would say eighty third probably. Okay, okay. I, it has to be TJ Warren. I mean, you have a career high fifty three points. Then you turn around and he dropped thirty four against the Wizards. And he's he's, but it's more been how he's playing, not even just the right. numbers. Like he's a, he's a walking bucket right now. Anytime he gets the ball, he's a threat, and he is someone that with Victor Oladipo and and you know the Pacers as a whole, he kind of has been underrated, and he's showing people like, okay, this is why I am who I am. This is why right. I'm so great. You know, the Suns may have passed up on him and didn't use him to the best right. of his ability, but he's someone that is 
has the ability to score from all points of the floor, you know, and he's, he's get his stat line has been incredible from points to assists to no turnovers. It's just been, yeah, he has absolutely been the MVP. Who do you feel like right now has been slacking and didn't come back ready and is, has been disappointing with how they've returned for the NBA? Restart? I mean, you know, like the Sixers still haven't shown, showed me that, the whole team. It's like it's like it's like they one game they're up, the other game's like, what the hell is going on? What are they doing? Um, I mean the the Grizzlies, I've been really disappointed in them because, you know, it's like coming in, like they knew that they had I, I think they may have had like the hardest schedule remaining. And it's like all they were focused on was the format. Oh, it's not fair. We got the AC, and then y'all gonna allow people like to have playoff games. Like, dude, just win. Just all, just just go out there, handle your business, and you don't have to worry about it. But if you do, whatever, it's it's everyone is like it's it's the cards you've been dealt. Like, this is not a normal season. This is the best way they figure out to make it happen. And yeah, it's not fair. I mean, it's like the way the season has been. Like, so strength of schedule was kind of all thrown off, and you know, so stuff. So it's like, okay, it is what it is. You guys are young, scrappy bunch. Just come out and hoop. And I think they came in with that just mentality, just too focused on what may happen. And so they haven't handled business so far. So I've, I've been kind of dis- disappointed in them uh, really, really more, more so than, than any, any other team. You know, that is something that definitely, when you talk about how a team has returned and being focused on the wrong things, there's the hard part with the Grizzlies being so frustrated and focused on the fact that they're the number eight seed. And why do I have to, you know, why do we still have to play these games? We're number eight. We should be in is the fact that, as you mentioned, with, with games left in the season, that could have changed as we're seeing, you know, that they might have been number eight when the season paused, but I, I personally like the way that the NBA has done it. I think it works for everyone. First of all, having the seeding games allows teams that are in the playoffs to have a preseason. And then it also allows teams that, are, that were not in the playoffs. I don't think it would be fair. Now, life's not fair, so I hate even using that word. But I really don't think it would have been fair to have those teams that are a half a game back, one game back, not make it into the playoffs when in the remainder of their games, they could have clinched the right. playoff spot. And from the, from the bottom dollar and for the fans, it gives you another chance to see your team, your favorite players. You know, it gives you another chance to see more basketball. But, so do you agree with the way that the league has returned and having seeding games? Or do you think that to jump on the Grizzlies bandwagon, it's not I, fair. And they should have just had maybe the teams that were top eight clinched and they're in. And then everybody else is just playing just for, I don't know, for kicks and giggles. Well, first of all, like, I think the NBA has done a terrific job in making, you know, a mess into something that can still be um, really like, you know, a substance playoff run. And so I'm, I, however they came up with it, um, I'm not, I have no complaints whatsoever. But the Grizzlies, it's like, yeah, you have a point, but it's like, look, if you guys are the AC and you all feel like, you feel like you deserve the AC, your first, your first three games were against teams who were trying to get that AC, and so you came out. You had the, you had the, you had, you had mm-hmm. the game against Portland that they blew and let Portland come back and end up winning. They had the game against the Spurs that they should have won. They end up losing that by two, and then they lost to the Pelicans by ten points. So like, you played the teams who you could have just like made a statement of we're better than y'all. We're, we're we should be 
considered amongst the final eight playoff teams. And you and you tanked those three matchups. And now you got the Jazz next. And now you lost one of you, you lost one of your best players. So it's just like you, it's like you gotta I, I think I think the their young teams, I think they will understand now. It's just like nah, this is a business. And at the end of the day, you gotta handle business when you are able to handle business because you don't know what tomorrow will bring. And and a perfect example, you see that now now they're really shorthanded. And they're gonna really have to fight with you know about you know they one of their key young stars. Yeah, it's it's that mindset of instead of talking about it, just show it right. on the floor. If you're the number eight seed, you have just like everybody else has a chance to get in. You had they actually the upper hand since they already were at number eight. They just come in, handle business. Then nothing else matters. It doesn't matter the fact that they're seeding games. You show that you're number eight. You clinch that spot. You're in. But if you come in and you're too focused on the, on everything else around it, you know that is when you're you're gonna see like they have games that they should win that they're losing. And I do agree with you. I love the way that the NBA has returned. I think it was so messy in the pause and not knowing you know what was gonna happen with sports as a whole. But I, out of all professional leagues, I think the NBA has done a great, the best job and one of the best, if not the best job, of giving a little bit of everything. The bubble does unfortunately force players and coaches and staff to sacrifice and not be around their family, but it protects everybody that's in the bubble. And then also having seeding games, you're not getting a full season like you're seeing some, some leagues are still trying to do, but it's not just a playoff. Like in soccer, they just did more like a, a postseason tournament. Right. It's not just a postseason tournament. You're getting a little bit of both. Like a, exactly. like a round robin. And then, exactly. You know, yeah, I, I applaud the league. Marcus, thank you for joining us for the second day here on Locked on Wizards. Let people know where they can follow you to keep up with all you're doing. Uh, well, on social, um, I'm at Gucciavelli, G-O-O-C-H-A-V-E-L-I. Um, and then also make sure, you know, you follow, you know, what we're doing at The Undefeated uh, on Twitter, uh, at The Undefeated, uh, Instagram, Undefeated ESPN, Facebook, The Undefeated site. So, you know, we're, we're still grinding. And, um, you know, following um, all, all of the struggles that, you know, is taking place around, you know, social justice and what's going on in this country. Um, also, you know, what's going on with COVID, you know, how it's affected by the Black community as well, things of that nature. So uh, lots of stuff, lots of stuff to, to, you know, report on and cover. So, you know, like I said, I, I appreciate you inviting me on and, um, yeah, thank you. And we'll see what happens out of the East. Looking like the Nets and Magic are going to sit in that 7-8 spot. We're not sure who's going to finish 7, who's going to finish 8. But for the West, still a battle to see who's going to finish at that number 8 seed and probably going to be a play-in game. Marcus, thank you again for joining the show. And for those of you that are listening, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on all streaming platforms at Locked on Wizards to keep up with the latest news on the Wizards and around the NBA. I'm your host, Renee Washington. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you right back here for more Locked on Wizards. Washington, out. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Thank you.